0: hi everybody welcome to episode 14 of the what are what is this jen and matt talk about the jen bible what am i doing right now i can't what's uh, happening what's going on exactly i don't know
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: i almost said spirituality for ordinary people
1: perfect nice plug i like it it's my podcast. And actually, folks, and, if, yeah it's matt's podcast and go and check it out he has an awesome post about uh music um from last sunday from pentecost and everything he said i like just ditto totally ditto that so go check it out right yeah
0: (laughs) okay but but the reason we're here we're talking about the bible yeah Uh, jen is going to be preaching this sunday on a passage that's about uh, spiritual gifts from first corinthians chapter 12 and uh, this is not the lectionary reading for this sunday usually we're looking at lectionary readings um we thought it was somehow (laughs) but it's not i'm
1: sure it was like the lectionary reading you know at some point in time for some week but maybe not this week
0: right okay so anyway this will be a good discussion uh are you gonna read do you want me to read
1: yeah i can read okay so we're going from 4 to 13 there are different kinds of gifts but the same spirit distributes them There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom, to each one just as he determines just as a body though one has many parts but all its all its many parts form one body so it is with christ for we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body whether jews or gentiles slave or free and we were all given the one spirit to drink the word of the lord amen Amen. Okay. So spiritual gifts. So yeah, I mean, like I'm, I'm intending to talk about spiritual gifts for sure. Obviously that's what our text is. Um, but I think that we're, I really believe we are not limited to just these gifts. Um, I believe all gifts come from God and, that God calls us to use those gifts. I'm going to repeat that. God calls us to use those gifts. If you've got a gift and it's just sitting there in a pretty package, why aren't you going to open it just because it's in a pretty bow? Like, no, open the gift and use it, right? Um, thinking of kids, they don't even care about the wrapping. They just tear in and get into their into their gift, their toy, whatever it is, and they get excited. Most we need little to be kids excited play with
0: the boxes, though, right?
1: <laughs> That's very, very true.
0: That's there's a there's a there's a sermon example there somewhere. There's an object lesson somewhere there with a <laughs> Totally. Be like this. Don't be do like. Um, I don't know. Yeah. This is just one of the spiritual gifts lists in the Bible. Like, there's other ones, and like my, my own belief is that none of the spiritual gifts lists are meant to be exhaustive lists. Like, sometimes they're used as like, oh, like which one do you have? Like, which category do you fit into? Totally. Um, but I don't it's think limited. they're. I don't think that's Paul's intent here so yeah
1: and I kind of get the sense like I think I'm going to look at the other lists as well and I, I kind of have this image of like things building up on top of each other so I kind of feel like there's this momentum of sharing like what these gifts are my hope is as I go um and and on Sunday as I share um my own kind of curated list of gifts that people might have my hope is that if i don't trigger um, a gift that somebody might feel they specifically have um the hope is that they will be triggered to look at themselves and pay attention to what gifts do they have hmm. use yeah. your gifts people right now especially like not just right now especially for all time use your gifts show up let god work through you give yeah. me some insight though matt you're helpful in uh, <laughs> you're helpful in me planning and writing. so
0: uh, well, again, like I would say this is kind of a common theme is that I always look at the wider context. So, um, yes. really, this section starts at the at the very beginning of chapter twelve, where he says, now, concerning spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. And then it's sort of like it's sort of that's a natural section beginning, right? So he's just sort of like, writing this long letter we're chapter 12 and uh and then it's like now I'm, I'm gonna move on to talk about spiritual gifts so you can you can really start there i think um yeah but then he doesn't really stop talking about spiritual gifts until i think sometime into chapter 14 So Mm. so you have this big, long thing. So like where we stopped, like there's some really beautiful parts that come right after that, which you might even want to explore that in the sermon. I don't know, um, because that's where, you know, indeed, the body does not consist of one member, but of many. Uh, If the foot would say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear would say, because I'm not an eye, do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. And if the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? Mm. So kind of mm. that's this whole like we need each other. Um, and the different parts of the body are indispensable and each have different functions. And you mm-hmm. can't just sort of do without one. Um, nope. And I think he even uses that. The other thing that he does say is he says... Um, Uh, on the contrary, the member, this is verse uh, verse 22, the members of the body that seem to be weaker are actually indispensable. And those members of the body that we think less honorable, we clothe with greater honor and our less respectable members are treated with greater respect. That's really interesting. Um, and then there's a whole, Mm -hmm. if one member suffers, all suffer together with it. If one member is honored and all, all rejoice together with it. So this stuff is really, really good.
1: Yeah, I don't know. That's I'm being convicted right now. Like, I think I got to like, I have to deal with that, especially given our climate right now.
0: Right. Um, And and then the thing that we just talked about, um, you know, where where you started with like, we need people to lean into their gifts like this is actually really, really important. Um, And the idea that this is not an exhaustive list. I kind of feel like um, Paul deals with that at at the end of chapter 12. Right. So uh, he says, yeah. uh, you know, are all apostles. So, it, yeah, well, God has appointed apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then deeds of power, then gifts of healing, forms of assistance, like forms of assistance. That could be a lot of things. Um, forms of leadership, various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles or all prophets Are all teachers to all work miracles to all possess gifts of healing to all speak in tongues to all interpret? And he doesn't answer that, but implicitly he's saying no right to each of those questions no no it's not that everybody has the same gifts and then he says but strive for the greater gifts and i will Mm -hmm. show you a still more excellent way Mm -hmm. and and so that's always a fascinating verse to me too is like what does he actually mean like strive for strive for the greater gifts what is that
1: right and then we get into this you know what has been made completely popular by marriage ceremonies um, in chapter 13. We all know it. Um, Often the first three verses are cut out of this and we only hear the love is patient, love is kind, but let's back it up. If I speak in tongues of men or angels, but do not have love, I'm only a resounding gong or clanging cymbal. So if I don't have love and I'm speaking things, I'm just flapping my gums. Like we need to not be doing that. Sorry, yeah. I'm a little fired up right now. I'm not yes, going to so. be apologetic for it, but it's okay. So I'm going to be talking about gifts, and I am going to encourage people to, um, you know, like I think it's also helpful because some people. <sighs> okay, let's back this up. So um, one of our young adult gatherings, we were talking about like discerning gifts and being called. And a question was raised and I've had the same question raised in another group talking about similar things. It's like, well, how do I know if that's actually God calling me? Is that my ego? Is that whatever it might be? How do I trust that I'm actually being called? So I think, um, giving some instruction of how do we actually look at that? How do we pay attention? So like self-awareness is really big, um, asking people in your community, Hey, what gifts do I have? Um, You know, I I have a really great friend um, who I have told her that she has the gift of community. Like, she creates community everywhere she goes. And she, it never dawned on her. And this woman is, when I told that to her, she was in her mid-60s, early mid-60s, and she didn't know that her gift of creating community everywhere she goes was a thing. Like, I just, right. you know, we got to be aware, we got to let people speak into our lives about what are our gifts. Yeah, that's really um, cool. And I think that it's also really awkward as we try to um, like try out using those gifts. And I think that sometimes when people think like, well, I have this gift and I have a specific platform or an area that I use mm-hmm. a gift, but how does that translate into Christian context? How does that translate into letting that be used for the advancement of God's good news and um, to point to Jesus? Like, how is that even possible? So it might feel awkward when you're first trying that out. But I believe that God is able to teach us so much when we actually put our feet to the ground, and we start moving. Um, and when we are humble enough to know that, like, sure, we have a gift, but we aren't the be all and end all um and we're allowing to have others speak into our lives and and support us as we navigate like what does that look like uh to use my gift for service um in the church and beyond the walls of the church walls of the church um the other thing i've been thinking about is um how we might be really surprised as we start to use those gifts and um how God uses those more specifically and what he draws us into in partnering with the spirit and partnering with others who are trying to use their gifts with the equipment of the spirit. Um, when you show up, um, you might be surprised at the journey that you get to walk by mm. using those gifts. Um, so those are kind of some of the snippets that I've been thinking about for like many weeks. Um, And so I'm definitely going to have to include a few other things, um, into this, but, um,
0: Yeah. Like, I I think the body imagery, like, what is that, what is that actually saying? Like, I, I, I see a lot of like, and I do this, like I'm, I'm more comfortable in a way using my gifts in isolation.
1: (laughs) Um, that's good.
0: Like it's, it's, it's in some ways easier, right? You can just kind of do your own thing and not worry about other, what other people are doing. Um, but it's not what we're made for, right? Like we're actually made to actually exercise our gifts in a body, um, Mm -hmm. and work together. Um,
1: thank you. So yeah,
0: like using some of that, like trying to figure out how do we actually picture that, um, for people in the sermon, like what's a good way to come at that, um, Mm -hmm. I, like, I always lean towards like sports or whatever, but I was thinking like uh, my daughter does synchronized swimming and like, that's actually kind of an interesting one. So, just even like mm-hmm. what, uh, like they really have to use their entire body to, to do what they're doing. And they're doing that with like multiple bodies. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, like that might be that's kind good. of an image or something, but, um, the other piece that when Paul talks about, um, Towards the end, where he says, "But uh, strive for the greater gifts, and I will, sh- 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 I will show you a still more excellent way." Mm-hmm. I, I think there. I haven't heard a ton of reflection on well, what does Paul actually mean mm-hmm. by a "more excellent way"? But I think it's really obvious. Like you just keep reading.
1: It, that's what I. Yeah. Right? I was like, well, like, I think that we just have an awkward break in the chapters.
0: <laughs> I just don't want that to be glossed over. Like, you did that, but I don't know that people necessarily connect the dots mm-hmm. when he says okay. a still more excellent way. He's talking about loving one one another, which is why he goes Amen. into this long, it's just not that long, but he goes into this thing about what love is that gets read at the weddings. Mm. I think he does that because he's saying like, that. I'm I'm now currently, I just said it was going to show you the more excellent way. Here it is. It's love. Mm-hmm. Um, And so he, and, and he even says like at the very end, you know, people might know this and now faith, hope, and love abide these three, but the, and the greatest of these is love, but you could actually put the word, but in there, it's just a conjunction, right? It's, you could say, but the greatest of these is love.
1: Yeah, I'm reading from the um, NIV today, um, the and Bible it Bible. has it has "but" in there.
0: There you go. Um, <laughs> and then he continues: pursue love and strive for the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. And mm. I think, again, I think lots of times I I sort of see people, at least in practice, maybe not in like their biblical exegesis or their interpretation of the Bible, but yeah. in practice in the church, sometimes we bracket chapter 13 and kind of go oh that's the wedding chapter and <laughs> so what we end up doing is we kind of go oh do we all are we all apostles do we all speak in tongues whatever um do we all interpret no strive for the greater gifts and i will show you a still more excellent way bracket mm-hmm. wedding chapter pursue <laughs> love yeah 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 do that and or but strive for the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. And in and in Paul's context, prophesy is basically preaching. It's basically okay it's not like predicting the future.
1: Right. Um
0: and then Paul plays off prophesying against speaking in tongues. So which is kind of the spiritual language oh, of like yeah. um that is ununderstandable by humans but can be interpreted at times. And so he plays those off against one another saying that prophesy prophecy or preaching proclamation is Ah. the greater gift because it actually builds up the body, right? Because people got to actually understand what's going on. Whereas speaking in tongues is fine, legitimate, but it's actually, it has less to do with building up the body. And that's where he goes after that. But I think the problem is, is we get to focus on those things. And then people end up in weird debates about like speaking in tongues and what is that? And have forgotten Mm -hmm. that actually Paul's main point seems to be strive for love. um, And then a whole bunch of churches just kind of forget about that being the central thing, even though we all know it's the central thing. But then our actions and behaviors don't always reflect that. And Mm -hmm. so we start getting into big arguments about, well, who has the right to proclaim and who has the right to like. And we get into these bizarre places Mm -hmm. where where we haven't actually dealt with the real greatest most excellent way of love toward one another anyway,
1: mm-hmm.
0: i just see tons of that always going on and it's it's really really frustrating
1: yeah thank you for like giving me lots to think about as yeah, that, that's i that's probably this. not
0: your sermon <laughs> that was my mini yeah. sermon just now
1: yes yes preach yeah. <laughs> um yeah and so I, the other thing i'm noticing about this too is not just like we bracket chapter 13 as the wedding chapter, but it also, I feel like this is the whole thing that he is, it's all one sermon, right? Like it's all one moment yeah. of prophesying um, of proclamation. And it's interesting that he is like, I feel like the point he is driving home is about the gifts and to use them and to use them from within a place of love and through love um, and love like encapsulates all of it. But we have, um, in chapter 12, a list of gifts. And then here in chapter 14, we have some gifts listed as well. Um, not as exhaustive of kind of a list, but it does say, you know, um, one at, uh, verse three, but the one who prophesies speaks to people. Um, and so it's interesting. So prophecy is like the gift, but there's ways that this is shown. So, uh, speak to them for their strengthening, for encouragement, for comfort. Um, so there's like, people might not think I have a gift of prophecy, but I know that I'm really good at encouraging people or I'm really good at sitting with people and bringing them a sense of comfort and just coming alongside them in their pain. Um, so that, I think that prophecy can look a lot of different ways as well. Um, and then we've got other lists of gifts as well. I think like Ephesians comes to mind.
0: Yeah. Like I think too, though, like maybe I didn't make this point clear enough, but, at the at verse one of verse of chapter 14 where he says, pursue love and strive for, for the spiritual gifts and especially that you may prophesy. I think mm-hmm. a lot of times that can be read as pursue love, but really pursue oh. the spiritual, pursue the spiritual gifts um, mm-hmm. that I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Like these other things where I didn't really mention love, like back in verse back in chapter 12 yeah, um, and coming up now in in chapter 14. But I actually think it, I think it should be read as pursue love, primary thing. This is why this is the first thing in the sentence. And also, secondarily, do this other stuff I'm talking about with pursuing these other specific spiritual gifts. But yeah. but that's what like, the beginning of chapter 13 is about, right? If I have not mm-hmm. love, I'm just a noisy gong or a clanging symbol. As in, like, it doesn't matter if you're speaking in tongues. It doesn't matter if you're prophesying or preaching. If you don't have love doesn't matter um so this is where i think he's saying like if you're gonna he never classifies love as a spiritual gift right no because it's
1: like it's the essence of the spirit and of god
0: right and like it kind of reminds me of this we used this gifts um this a long time ago like it's like
1: the apest
0: no way before that even um like 15 years ago we used a spiritual gifts analysis tool uh called spirit giving gifts it was developed by in the united church uh i can't remember who it was now it's slipping my mind but uh, one of the things i loved about it is that and it had a long list like it was like 30 30 different things um something i loved about it is you would get like a sheet of paper that would have like here's the gift that you have and they would have things like hospitality as a gift or Uh um you know stuff like that um and uh, and helping was a gift which I liked, but Actually, I remember this now. At the very bottom of the sheet that had the spiritual, like had a whole bunch of descriptions on it, how to best lean into this, how like what pitfalls there are in having that gift because there's always pitfalls um, mm-hmm. that you might not sort of see the the bigger the bigger thing. Um, but at the bottom, it would say not to be confused with every Christian's responsibility to blank
1: love.
0: Right. I, they didn't do love. He didn't put love in there, but he could have. Um, yeah.
1: But it was and basically it was like if funny. your
0: spiritual gift was if you had a gift for helping, like always being helpful, like always the person who's like gung-ho to help set up the chairs and help, you know, um, you know, I'm going to help by uh, bring in the cookies. I'm going to, you know, someone who's, who's just always the person who's like, oh, I'm energized by that. You he would have something at the bottom, like not to be confused with every Christian's responsibility to lend a helping hand. Oh, like, so you can't be like, oh, someone's asked, hey, we need some help setting up the chairs. You can't say, well, actually, you know what? My gift is preaching, so (laughs) I'm not going to help set up chairs, you know?
1: Oh, that's good. (laughs) Yeah. I'm, I, you know we're really blessed we've got such a phenomenal phenomenal community of people who really do love helping and and working together to um towards unity i really believe that um and i, I miss being able to see those people and chat with them um but that's okay we will be able to do that and
0: <laughs> all right this has been fun
1: thank you thank you okay see y'all next week yeah
0: take care